Hey, and welcome to The Real-ish Podcast. This is your host, Sam Sprayberry, and on this episode today, I have on one of my very good friends, Nate Canador, who just happened to stop by and we recorded a podcast. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, dude, so I pretty much just start talking from here. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I have on... I'm not going to do an intro. I'm going to cut all this shit out in a second, actually. But um, Hey, you came over to see my niece. Yeah, exactly. And then end up on a worldwide podcast. Dude. Thankful to be it, here. Eventually, I'm telling you, it's going to blow up. Eventually. Um, just got to get Chucky Chuck on this bad boy. Talk if we get Chuck on here, boy. yeah. If we get Chuck on here... Uh, It'll definitely lead to something. Yeah. Viral Charles, is what we call him. But this is a question that I definitely know you'll understand because even though we may have some differences in our taste in music, we both don't know why people hate Nickelback. I could I really agree with that question. Yeah, dude. So here's, what do you think Nickelback did, dude? Well, here's my thing. If everybody knows every word to every Nickelback song, what did they do wrong? Who's a joke really on at that it, point? The haters, I would think so. Yeah. It's like you saw um, the movie The Other Guys, and Mark Wahlberg knew how to like play the cello and like how to like how to do to ballet and he's like, oh, yeah, we're making kids. we're making fun of the kids on the street. It's like okay. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's what I felt like as a Nickelback fan. Yeah. You know, everybody Got bullied, you know, quite a yeah. bit in high school because of it. Yeah, even to this day, dude. didn't phase me. Yeah, like I mean, we don't necessarily have the same taste in music, but like with like Mason Ramsey or like Old Town Road, I'm sure you like Old Town Road, right? That sounds yeah. so hard, dude. And yeah. it's like, there's some people who just, I think, hate on greatness, and they like they don't like it. And I think Nickelback is greatness. It's also something that nobody came up with before and nobody's ever going to replicate. So yeah. everyone wants to be... And yeah. anyone can sound sort of like it, but nobody was Nickelback. Just like everyone's going to come out with all these, like we were just talking about earlier, with the country rap. Yeah, the country rap is it's gonna It's going to start coming and blowing up. Yeah. But it's not ever going to be... Old Town Road, ever. I mean, he like started at the foundation. Yeah, that's literally... That's going to be a complete new genre, I think. Yeah. I think, like, rap and hip-hop, the merge of that, is going to turn into its own thing, and it's going to be dope. I love, like, the Get Up, like that song I yeah. showed you. Mm-hmm. You can get hard. down yeah. to that. Yeah, I've never dude. heard it before. Yeah, and a little, you hear, yeah. you, you get a minute into it, and you're like, okay, like, this is gold. All I need is a couple of seconds to know that this yeah. is going to be a fire song. Yep. And it's because, you know back in the day wasn't okay for mm-hmm. you know people to step in and mix it up because it's like oh no this is country yeah. oh no this is remember rap. whenever they used to have like the Nelly remixes to like some of the country songs and he would like go to like a little bar yeah. and then that was like it was like Florida Georgia Line and Nelly Cruz and like I Nelly, do remember Nelly had a rap part and he's like because they had the remix with Nelly that's where like, it started yeah, that's where it started yeah that's so funny dude it's so crazy how so like back in the 80s and 90s there's always been I guess it's, you can never tell until you're in hindsight like 
10 or 15 years removed from a situation but like the 80s had Michael Jackson and the 90s had U2 it's uh, kind of weird to think about who do you think like legends are of like the 2000s there's there's obviously some good ones but like you know people are like oh man I wish I lived in the 80s because like I love like the 80s rock or like I wish I lived in the 60s like whenever people there's reminisce there's so many more artists now yeah whenever people reminisce on like the 2000 and 2010s what are they going to think about music wise do you think mm, I think like they're going to think of the John Lennon or the uh, John Legend John Legends yeah. they're going to think of Bruno like Mars, J. Cole J. like Cole. the people who stayed consistent for like longer than yeah. two years yeah. so their music like evolved with them but it's still like five good albums was, you know what I'm saying yeah. people know that you're yeah. an iconic person because like I mean I'm still skeptical over like Lil Uzi like yeah, I, I can listen, listen. I can one of his songs. I've before. never, I've definitely never played one myself. Yeah, and I've heard some I like. Yeah, but it's just so all over the place. It's yeah, like you know, you can't really consider somebody. I don't like if he wasn't famous in three years, I wouldn't be surprised. But if like if Bruno Mars fell off and like all of these started sucking, I'd yeah. be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and when you would try to call someone mainstream, so people would try to say, you know, Bruno Mars is mainstream. He's mainstream because he, he had nowhere else to go but mainstream. Yeah. He killed his whole genre where he wanted to be. Yeah. And then he has all these whack fans who want, like the Wiz Khalifa yeah. thing. Yeah. He had to come out with all of this lame music for all his lame fans. Yeah, right. Because everyone likes build, him now. Dude. Yeah, so you got to come up with music for a whole variety yeah. of people. Yeah, not just right. the people who listen to him since, you know. From the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Alderdice, all that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, so... Like, Michael Jackson is, like, the legend of, like, music. For sure. But we have some legends, dude. I think Justin Bieber. I got Jay Beeb's back. Yeah, dude, literally. Like, he has probably, if I had to do a top 25 albums, he has, like, three on there, I think. He has some good music, man. He's an absolute beast. And, I mean, he's been doing this since he was, like, 13. So, I mean... I can't believe he's not burnt out by now. The fact that he's still even relevant, you know. Right, and he's still amazing. It's like put put anybody in his shoes, I bet you that they'd have a pretty rocky road yeah. on the way there. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, dude. He's really, uh, he's been consistently putting out hits for about ten years. Half, probably like his whole life, he feels like at this point that all he's been is just famous. They wanted to hate on him for like smoking a joint on his like, uh, what's it called? Like motorized scooter or something. Yeah, when yeah, he was like yeah. sixteen. Yeah, poor guy. Man. Yeah, right. I mean, Imagine being so famous, you can't do anything fun. You gotta just be sitting there all day. Well, every I bet day. you he did a lot of things fun, but yeah, there's a video of him pissing in a bucket at a club when he was like nineteen or twenty. I, I pissed. I pissed in a sink before at a, like somewhere random, dude, because uh, all the other toilets were taken. Yeah. I just like, started pissing in the sink. It's very unsanitary, when I, but it's when not. I've been like, in a bar. Yeah, it's not. Anything that a crazy person... Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm crazy. I've definitely done it quite a few times. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is also somebody else who's put out heat JT. for like 10 years, 20 mm-hmm. years. He's probably like 15... He's like, he was an NSYNC or actually wasn't one of the... I, and Justin Timberlake is the reason that like 70% of kids our age saw their first boob. Right. So dude. we're all going to remember him yeah. for that. Man. We couldn't... Uh, Mom, I couldn't help it. Yeah. I don't know... I know exactly where I was during that Super Bowl, and I remember that happening. You were I remember, watching. The- no, I know. I remember that happening and everything, but I just, 
I don't know how I reacted to it whenever it happened. I don't think I was like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. I think my mom was like, I can't believe that just happened. You know, I think I was pretended like I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, that was crazy. But if you ever like go back and watch the video of that, they said it was an accident. But what kind of fucking dancing were you doing? Dude. What like it literally looks like you like? There's no way that it wasn't planned. I think he thought that there was some that maybe she was wearing something underneath. I don't know. But then again, how old how old was he when this happened? He couldn't have been more than like twenty six. Yeah, like probably upper twenties. Yeah, lower twenties. Adrenaline kicks in, dude. Yeah, when, when, I still I still don't know what dance move they were trying to do other than ripping her shirt and showing her boob. I really didn't question it much at the that time. Was the, that was the Panthers-Patriots, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was the Panthers Super Bowl. I'm pretty that sure. Happened. I'll have to look that up, man. But that yeah, would be wild, because I'm I never sure really thought I'm pretty that. sure it was that one, dude. Panthers-Patriots halftime. Or was that them, or... Uh, uh, yeah, it was the Panthers-Patriots. That was the same game. I think that was the first Super Bowl I ever watched. Hmm. I was like, if that was 2000... Damn, I probably shouldn't have closed that webpage yet then. I didn't know what I was talking about. If that was... Uh, 2004, yeah, I was like eight years old. That was definitely my first yeah. Super Bowl I ever watched. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't remember Tom Brady winning the first one against the Rams. Me neither. I yeah. And I don't know who won the year after that, but I remember the Patriots playing the the Panthers. I remember watching it. I'm telling you, really, the only thing I remember is just Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. I was actually at somebody's house, and we were playing. They had, in their basement. They had like a super sweet, like two person, like basketball video game, and the dude like was a little bit older than me, so he like. I wasn't like messing with me, but he would hit my buttons every once in a while. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, like messing with my thing. Bullshit's not allowed. But yeah, and so then I started like doing it back to him, and I like pushed him out of the way, and he hit his head like so hard on something behind him. And I felt so bad. That's like one of the things I remember from that night. This kid like fell down. And I'm telling you, it looked like he like slammed his head against like concrete, like how hard I pushed him, and like I don't know. That's just a random story. No, that's yeah. that's something that you deal with your whole life whenever you're hanging out with everyone older than you. Yeah, right. And you're always yeah. the youngest of everyone, yeah, so it's like quit messing with me. Quit yeah, messing and then with me. something happens, you're like, oh damn. Yeah, like, like you're the one who punched him in the face. He was just pushing <laughs> you. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know how far music is gonna change like I don't know I don't know what's next to these because right now uh, I guess it's the only way I can describe it is like mumble rap you know what I'm saying like trap music that's pretty big right now you know what I'm saying people are there's a lot of people which I mean I can understand I can get down to it but but this is my theory I wonder what's next dude the reason that mumble rap got so popular was because so many people wanted to become SoundCloud rappers right and it's so easy to, to sound decent over a good beat that. So everyone became fans of it because they could see themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you think everyone started shooting the three pointer? 
because they saw Steph Curry do it, and they're like, oh, I could do that. I don't have to dunk anymore? Nobody started doing leg presses anymore. They right. started working Nobody on their, on their vert. They started wanting to become a shooter. So the same thing with the rap. It's like everyone can become a fan because it makes it feel like you could do it. Yeah. Even though you're not going to become relatable. really successful over yeah. it. Yeah. But you might get like a couple thousand views on one song. Yeah. Then... That might be dope, dude. Uh, do you remember who the first mumble rapper was? Cause I did some research on it, dude, a, a while ago, and I had a conversation with somebody. And if you go back and you backtrack as far as you can, you're gonna remember exactly who it was. You're gonna be like, yeah, he probably was the best mumble rapper to this day still. Chief Keef. Chief Keef. Chief Keef. Chief Keef. God, y'all some bro boys. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Like he literally started a craze, a phenomenon. Seriously? We were in high school, dude. I remember yeah. listening to that Before all the time, game. and I was just like. We got lots of dope. Dude, I love Chief, Chief Keef. Keef is like is like a quarter autistic. Is he really? I didn't. So know somebody that. told me don't. I don't. Call I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Yeah. No, it absolutely blows my mind yeah. that. Don't tell Chief I said that either. Yeah. Right. He might. Motherfuckers in the barbershop. <laughs> that was the best song ever, dude. Love Sosa, and he had a Keep bunch of good songs. Sweet about Chief Keef. No, I want to know. I want to know who. Um, Y'all know he rolling with Lil Reese yeah. and them. Yeah. I wanna know who Lil Reese is. Yeah. He's probably the realest motherfucker yeah. alive, I guess. Exactly you. that. Man. Yeah, I Y'all know he been rolling whenever, with Whenever I was like, when did this start? Like, how did people start getting famous of like just like not understanding them and it's like you can't really understand what they're saying, but you kinda of feel it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I started backtracking and backtracking and backtracking. It's a very valid point. And the earliest person, dude, I can find is Chief Keith. And he was an he absolute was like 16. animal. Yeah, dude. He was so good. But the crazy thing about it is the poor kid just didn't even know how to talk. Yeah. That's how it started. <laughs> the worst... I know you've seen the Floyd Mayweather uh, radio. Yeah, the beef, dude. I was telling Natalie about it. I was uh, like, 50 Cent's a bully. Like, he is really so mean on the internet to people. He's been bullying people his whole yeah. life. He said, I'll literally give like $500,000 to any charity you want if you can read a page of a Harry Potter book out loud. And dude, if I'm you gonna don't be honest, do that, I couldn't read a page of a Harry Potter book. Imagine, that's what I'm saying, dude. Imagine trying to read like Expecto Patronum. No, nope. you know what I'm saying. Already having trouble reading. Yeah, <laughs> and you already even know. I already know what the word is. <laughs> exactly. I promise you, Floyd yeah. don't know. Yeah, a damn thing about, about Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, it's literally. It was. That was one of the funniest back and forth ever. Because obviously, when he came out and saying. I would get in his yeah. New York accent so yeah. condescending. Yeah. Whatever. And it's like, dude. And why wouldn't you just do that to give money to charity if you can do it? Like, you know what I'm saying? If it's, if it's for charity, he set him up. He can't, he can't do it. That's what I'm saying, bro. You were literally. He didn't even you literally can't money. read that you can't give money to charity because you can't read. I thought it was pretty funny. It was like one of the funniest things ever. So low blow. And the thing is, is even though Floyd Mayweather is probably top three pound for pound boxers of all time. Fifty Cent probably whooped his ass in a fight. Flamingo was like five six, like one something. Fifty Cent's huge. The fight might last like four hours, but by the end of it, literally, I would. I'm telling you, if they were like straight up boxing, if it was a street fight, Fifty Cent would whoop his would, ass. He would kill him, dude. But I mean, with like a ref there, yeah, not allowing, yeah, to, and like, rounds to, like, and stuff, yeah, yeah. Cold, yeah. Then no, but if they were just, if they were really beefing in a club or something, I want, I want to know the height and weight difference between them because I'm telling you, it's something ridiculous. I don't even know how tall 50 Cent is. I'm like, good. Hey, uh, Riff, Riff Raff, he's like, 
I was 6'4", 220. I want to be 6'8", 380. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you can't gain height. <laughs> you're, you're like 35. <laughs> uh, so Floyd is 5'8", 150. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think he was like that. Yeah. Tall. 50 so, cent height. And 50 cent is 6 foot 218. That's 68 pounds he has on him, dude. Yeah. If Floyd boy. caught him... It would probably stumble him, but if you caught somebody his size, it would knock him out. You know what I'm saying? But 50 Cent's so much bigger that, like, he can just absorb a hit from him, I think. Yeah, he would definitely whoop his ass. I mean, Do you ever see whenever 50 Cent lost all that weight for that cancer role? Yeah. And nobody watched the movie? People are pretty talented that do that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, no, I've never even heard anything about it after I've never that. Even I just heard saw the, the movie yeah. until I saw, like, yeah. the like, little thing on Facebook. Dude, he used to like, run on the treadmill, like, five hours a day and only drink smoothies to lose that much weight. What movie was that? No idea. Because I remember it literally like nobody watched. Yeah, that takes such a mental focus and like Christian Bale does has done that. Stuff like that. His legs, dude. His weight losses and gains and stuff. And And they show it by the years too. How? I don't think I have that type of mind strength. Maybe if you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it, bro. But even then. I don't know. There's tons of people who like fight for a living and can't make weight, or like have to do this and can't make weight because they're just not disciplined enough. I feel like some people like their metabolism bodies must allow them to like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some people whose mental health would like deteriorate if yeah. they had, were trying to do that, and there's some yeah. people whose like bodies would like look at uh, like Chris Pratt. Yeah, if that they must say his name right. Yeah, like he was a big guy, but he was able to like sl- yeah. slim up, uh-huh. and then I don't know. Kind of get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I all I can hear is your freaking nails walking around. Okay, mm-hmm. stop doing that. Cut my nails, then, man. Yeah, I know. That's literally what I was thinking last time. Right, I gotta just trim those nails for you, don't I? You gotta trim those nails. Have you ever trimmed your dog's nails like by yourself, or are you always take it to the vet? Or something. If you uh, I'm not even gonna lie. My pops always did it. Really, man. Yeah. That's super he, like nerve yeah, But he got the uh, machine that's got like the yeah, uh, little filer like that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's probably the best way to it's do it. It's not that. Expensive. I don't think those were that expensive. Either. No, but it's nerve wracking. Like they give you like clippers sometimes. Yeah, like, because if you go to the bleed, yeah, you go to like, I mean, it's not gonna like hurt the dog that bad, but like. I mean, you Imagine ever cutting cut, a nerve? Like, you ever yeah, cut your nails yeah. too short? It's not yeah, fun for your next few days. I was gonna be whimpering the whole time walking. Yeah, but um, I don't remember what we were talking about before, you know. I don't know, it's all good. Yeah, change it to something else, man. How do you feel about Kimba leaving, dude? Are you happy about that? I'm so I, happy for him. I'm dude. so happy. God, he's been on such a fucking bad team for yeah. his whole career. So I I uh, always wear my UConn hat to work. So yeah. I'm walking by the bar, and these guys are like, you know, trying to obviously drunk, and I'm always little talking to drunk dudes mm-hmm. at the bar. And they're like, man, Kimba left us. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, you must not be a fan. I'm like, no, I like the Hornets, but I definitely like Kimba Walker a lot more than yeah. the Hornets. And what what more can he give? We've had Michael Kidd Gilchrist with the brokest jump shot in NBA history for how long? Can we just drop him? Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's one of the worst bad, in history. But we can we just admit that we, this, is, this we is the problem whiffed. with the Hornets. We can't admit that we made a mistake. And just like, if so if you look at... um. Uh, even look at the Warriors dropped uh, uh, Sean Livingston yeah like 
and he doesn't have really hard. I'm sure he has some sort of hard feelings. Yeah. But like sometimes you just gotta be like, yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah. It's not working out. Dude, you want to hear something crazy? The Hornets weren't even prepared to offer Kimba a max contract. They were gonna pretty much. They're, they, of, they were pretty much were telling him like. We don't think we're going to be a championship if we keep a championship team if we keep having to pay you. So like we're just going to let you walk. Like go get your money somewhere else because like we can't build around you. Apparently. It was it was smart, but the problem is is that what are they going to build? So what's your next move? Yeah, because you don't have smart one. teams. A smart organization would have traded Kemba last year so he could have gotten like a draft pick for him or something. Mm-hmm. People who were idiots just are like, yeah, we don't want him anymore. We don't get anything for him either. We're just going to let him walk in free agency. Even the Warriors, whenever Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn, they ended up doing a sign-in trade and getting D'Angelo Russell out of it. And they had no cap space left. And it's like, how do you pull that off? Yeah. It's because, like, KD and them were like, all right, if I'm going to go to Brooklyn, like, we can make something work yeah. out to where we can do a sign-in trade. But, like, people who are mm-hmm. stupid let their players walk for nothing. It's almost like it's almost like the Hornets play by, like, all the rules and don't try to get no extra players through all these loopholes that yeah. have been created. Yeah. Like, the D-Rose rule yeah. and all these... Why are we not picking up free agents yeah. and, and basically not adding it on our caps? Cap Charlotte's cap. not a horrible city to live in. Michael Jordan's the owner, so how the hell do we suck? Dude, Michael Jordan might just be like... He's a, a horrible He might owner, just be I like think. a prick to all yeah. the people. And I think like, he's just a bad owner, dude. But what if... Listen, MJ, I love you. Yeah. But what if he... A superstar comes in and they're like, I'm always going to be under Michael Jordan. Yeah, basically, you know I mean? he's not even that big no, I know. Like, personality for the team. It's just so weird. There's got to be something in There's not even a huge shadow over he, the Hornets from Michael Jordan. But like, he does show up to their practices yeah. and play their players one-on-one and yeah, whip their ass on right. camera. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I bet you can't anymore. I'd have to I'd have to see him lose. Yeah, you'd see him lose before you believe it. He's yeah. like almost 60. If I saw him lose once, I would probably believe it. He's like 50 or something right now, dude, or like 60. Yeah. I mean, so is Tom Brady. But oh, dude, that's what I want to talk about next. But we can go ahead and talk about it now. How many more Super Bowls than Tom Brady wins? I think it's more. So if I had to do A or B, fifty-fifty, either he doesn't win any more, or he wins two more. Two. I'm picking two. The odds of him not winning another one is not. He's gonna win another one. Guaranteed. The only way he doesn't is if he gets injured. Yeah. Yeah, not going right now, but but yeah. I think he wins like two more. I think he might have like eight whenever he retires. And I think the problem is is because it's such a psychological battle. Like him and Bill Belichick, it's like going against God and Jesus Christ. Together. And like you could be John the Baptist and pull off a couple miracles, but it's not going to happen. And Um, it's like it's a mental thing. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at, um, I heard this one uh, commentator podcast guy saying uh, that he didn't play well through the playoffs Tom Brady didn't have the best of playoffs but everyone still folded when he needed them to fold mm-hmm. and he performed he needed to perform mm-hmm. oh it's fourth down you, you know what third. I mean yeah. like he's, and that's why he was what like 12th in like uh, players voting best yeah. player in the league yeah, he was he like was 12 like, he's like, I think he's like 8 this year I think but yeah, dude, I don't even think he was top 10 the thing is is like I could be wrong if that's why that's the argument I get into with a bunch of people who like Cam Newton. I'm like, listen, quarterback is so important. And I get Cam Newton's talented. You know what I'm saying, dude? He can throw it far. He's fast. He's hard to tackle. All this stuff. But 
it's such a situational game, and the quarterback position is so important that if you're not winning close games, it's almost always the quarterback's fault. Like, it was third down and six, and you need this fucking first down, yeah. or, like, it's going to be a huge momentum yeah. swift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even if you've been playing bad the rest of the game, you need to get this third down right now, mm-hmm. and Cam Newton doesn't do that. And, like, if you need the play to happen, you can almost 99% guarantee Tom Brady's going to get it done every time. I don't even think that the Panthers know what play to run when they need it. They don't have one in their pocket. That's fourth and ten, and there's forty-five seconds left, and you need to score. Like Tom Brady, you know that you got. They have five or six plays that they know is guaranteed ten yards. Guys will be wide open. But with Cam, it's like he might try to dump it. Or move the defense and then run. It's just just they don't have. It's never, it. it's never like a it's same thing with Aaron Rodgers with, as Tom Brady. It's like, you know, if you need a first down, it's like you know he's going to run one of these, what, seven or eight plays, but it doesn't really matter. He's going to find somebody. They're either going to catch it or they're not. I remember – I saw a lot of good games living in Falcon Chase when we were watching football that season. Yeah. But I remember whenever the, yeah, the, Red the Cowboys – Remember the, the Cowboys were playing against the Packers. It was a playoff game, I think. It may have been actually after. It was like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. It was Dak's rookie year. So it was like two or three years ago. And it was like fourth down or something. And Aaron Rodgers made like this crazy throw on the sideline. And the guy caught it. And they were like, oh, man, like what a big play, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hope they don't score. I'm like, guys, you do realize the ball's on the 20-yard line now. Like he threw the ball like 40-something yards on the dime mm-hmm. on the sideline. And now the game's over. Like all you people yeah. go and win. It was like on fourth down two, and we had been owning him all game. And then he like roared to the right, roared to the left, slung it on a line yeah. while he was moving. Aaron Rodgers is a badass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Two of those Hail Marys happened in the same season when we lived together. Does, uh, does Nelson, where's Nelson play? Does he still play for the... No, he just got traded to the... Um, Oakland Raiders, and I think he got released from them. I don't know if he's playing anywhere right now. He's kind of old. I just remember he yeah. used to always be making some crazy catches. Yeah, dude. Aaron Rodgers. What a what a tandem. What do you think the best wide receiver tandem you've ever seen? I think Randy Moss, Tom Brady. Hmm. Yeah. Dez and Tony Romo, they were pretty nasty. Fuck Tony Romo. Yeah, he's a. I listen. I love Tony Romo as a like celebrity on TV mm-hmm. but as a quarterback he just like he never I don't know it's probably just ignorance on my part but like watching him play I'm always just like man he I don't know, just, this is the thing he's, he's, he's almost like he's almost got the um, the yips no but I'm talking about uh, Eli Manning he's almost got like the like the he almost, he's got the weenie face like yeah. where he looks like he's bitching everyone yeah. out and it's like yeah. Tom Brady is bitching everyone out but they're all like it's all sir, yes, fire. sir yeah exactly not like like that was your fault to. that play dude yeah. yeah what are you talking about me doing this shit you do, you, mm-hmm. you do your shit and I'll yeah. do my shit yeah no literally I might have been too young to even so Tony Romo's like kind of an anomaly dude because like he has a reputation of being unclutch but I'm telling you if you look up a stat he has like more fourth quarter game winning drives than like any quarterback like in history and his fourth quarter QBR is like one of the highest ever and then he has like the third highest like QBR ever and it's all this weird shit but all you remember is like him muffing the the snap for the extra point and it's like dude 
How is he that, even that, holding? That's missing a layup to win the game. It's like all you have to do is catch this and hold it, and we win. And you muff the snap, and all you know is I'm telling you that's the weenie factor. Whenever they're about to say hut, all he was thinking was, I hope to God I don't drop this. I hope to God I don't mess this up. And that's when you mess it up. But whenever you're confident in your abilities, hut, catch it, do this. Yeah. Extra point. It's a routine true. play, and he really thought he could pick it up and scramble in. Slow ass. Yeah, man. No, I love man, dude. There's, if you look at Tony Romo highlights, I can watch it for hours. I remember we used to argue about that because I would say Tony Romo. This was when he was still playing. Yeah, when we were in yeah. middle school, high school, and you're like, dude, he has you. Would, you quoted what you just yeah. said. I've heard it for years, but not in the playoffs. Yeah, they lose. You know, <laughs> in the like playoffs, and you lose. And that's that. That's that. And that's why you almost can't compare him to Eli because Eli only Winner. plays good. Yeah. I wish Joe was here just so we could just start roasting on yeah. Eli. Dude, I think that can't be right. I don't think it is. What? But for some reason, I feel like Eli Manning has only ever been in the playoffs like two or three times. And only has like one playoff loss, and he has like two Super Bowl runs. I mean, it could be right. Yeah, I don't know why I heard that. Or I feel like I'm like, I'm feeling that, but I'm telling you, it's something crazy to like. He never makes a playoff, but when he makes it, like Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I really think so. His I feel bad for Giants fans, man. Yeah, they're having a, a very they're in a very bad place right now in terms of the future because I don't think they're set up for success in the no. next decade. I think they're gonna be a joke. And I feel bad for them only because they're not gonna be successful. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's gonna, I be, a, it's gonna, be, it's gonna Giants, be a very long time of them being unsuccessful. I, think. I wouldn't feel so bad for them if it wasn't. Yeah, if they didn't have such a shitty future. What I what I uh, think, dude, and hear me out. This could be way wrong. Remember when the, the Broncos beat the Panthers in Super Bowl? That was a pretty bad game. Like Peyton Manning yeah. sucked, Cam Newton yeah, sucked, it yeah. all just sucked. And I really just think that they couldn't let Peyton retire with less Super Bowls than Eli. I know that game was. Yeah, fixed. it had to be fixed. He didn't even. He didn't even play. He didn't need to play that game for them to win. Yeah. If uh, what's Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. If he would have played that game, I think won. they still could have won. Yeah. And it's not like oh, they definitely would have won, but I mean, Cam played like shit. Peyton no, played like shit. Nobody looked good. The Broncos had better I defense. Really, I think. I think I like kind of stopped watching that game. Yeah. I actually asked to work that day because I had just started a new job yeah. and they were like I told them I couldn't work Sundays like did you work this Sunday and I was like Peyton Manning versus the Panthers yeah I'll work I don't want to watch that what game what year was that 2015 I think it was a 2016 Super Bowl yeah so the 2015 so Super Bowl. I made see I I feel like this was like right when I turned 21 yeah so I probably just like started drinking and then was like this game it's just is, boring. Yeah, this game yeah. sucks. Yeah. That was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. I watched it like here and there at work, and I was just so happy that the Panthers lost. But then I was like, the fact that Peyton Manning just won the Super Bowl, and now he's going to, like, everybody knew he's going to retire after that. And I was like, yeah, fucking right. He didn't this have one before that, did he? He had one. He won one, like, with the 10 Colts. years ago with the Colts, uh-huh. yeah. And it was like, BS, dude. Y'all really just wanted Peyton Manning to have a good exit, which I'm telling you, dude. You're going to think I'm blasphemous for this because I know you're a huge Derek Jeter fan. Derek uh-huh. Jeter's last at bat when he got the home run or whatever, rigged. How? Dude, it's easy. Home run derbies happen. You can hit 20 home runs in a row. You're out of your mind. Yeah, see? 
Sport, people, sports people love the moment, and they love rigging a moment for a Hall of Fame. Hey. Ray Lewis's last game, he won a Super Bowl. You guys can't see me, but I'm tipping my cap to the captain right now. <laughs> All right, I won't be. I won't be a part. I won't be a part of any blast, hate, the blast yeah, He's probably the most overrated baseball player. Uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I do think the greatest Derek Jeter thing I've ever heard is. His baskets. His baskets. His gift baskets. Whenever, like, you know, if, if a girl comes over, they get a gift basket. Hey, one girl, two baskets. Yeah, it was like five same years apart. Shit. The exact same thing. The thing is, is social media doesn't let you treat women like you, shit anymore. You because they just post it now. Like, and then they go on Twitter. Then, like, there's like God damn it, Derek Dieter. She's the heck Derek Dieter left me a same fucking basket. And then it's like, wait, I got a basket too. Yeah, there's like six pictures underneath of the exact same basket. I heard Joe Rogan say, some motherfuckers who got assigned Derek Jeter baseball from their girlfriends are really rethinking their lives right now. <laughs> Imagine that, dude, getting a, a, a signed memorabilia from Derek Jeter, and you got it from your girlfriend, and she just knew you were a fan, but you're like, how'd you get this? She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. And then you look at it ten years later, and you hear all that story, and you're like, you fucked Derek Jeter. You know exactly what's going on. <laughs> Starting to pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. Man, there's somebody out there who's still oblivious who really thinks that his girlfriend got him a, a baseball and a jersey and a... Because she probably gave him all the whole basket. And he's like, wow, you kind of snapped with all this Derek Jeter stuff. That definitely happened. Yeah. Definitely happened. Yeah. Because the, the girls don't want any of the shit. If you well, think yeah. About it. Not... I wouldn't say every... How am I going to put this? Every hoe is conceited. Not every girl, but if you're a hoe, then you're definitely conceited. So then you would think you could get away with something like that. It's super funny. Dude. Makes makes me happy. Literally, I'm glad that stuff like that comes out. You know what's pretty impressive is A Rod and uh, J Lo. Man, that's like a superpower couple. You saw the, I know you saw the video of them. They asked what his celebrity date would be when he was like a rookie. Yeah. He was like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Man. He must have That's probably how Drake felt whenever he was with J-Lo for a little bit too. When they together with somebody else. I, I he was always hanging out with her. Hanging out when you're celebrities like that, it's bro, like, means you definitely had at least had sex once. I still think he smashed uh, Serena Williams. Drake? I, can still, I mean, I guess I can so, still beat Serena when I, when she played me with the left. I never heard that line before. I bet you he did, dude. That's funny. Mm-hmm. They used to be homies. I mean, I bet they still are. Yeah, because I mean, why not? I guess in a sense, like, and it's a thing for her. Like, why not fuck Drake? Like, huh. Drake's the biggest pop star. I want to do him. You know what I'm saying? Every, everybody, everybody wants to act like Drake is like a little weenie. He's the man. I think Drake's a meme now, dude. He's like a caricature of himself. He, he is. Used to be. He is. I mean, he's funny, dude. I, but I think he's just so into social. I guess social he media. Is, he and is. Just, you're like, right. He's, he's so a into this culture now. He's just like he used to be so real, and I think he's just so. He knows exactly what's going to make him more money by the way he acts. Like you know, what I'm saying like going crazy on Toronto's side, like, like talking that. shit to NBA players and stuff, and just like. Dude, more kudos to him. Because, like, I'm telling you, I looked yeah. up his net worth, like, two or three years ago, I feel like, and it was, like, 20, 30 million. And I was like, oh, I guess rappers don't make that much money. And now it's, like, 150 million. 
And it's like the same thing as like, uh, so you know, everybody was trying to hate, like, oh, why can Drake do that on the sideline? Mm-hmm. But these other fans, it's the same thing with LeBron. Why can LeBron act like that AU games? Well, because that's what half the fans there came to see. Yeah. You think that there's 5,000 people at this They're to see this AAU random game? drunk dude trying to get layup lines no. or. They want to see LeBron throw it off the backboard and almost hit his head on the road. You know? I saw. Uh, He's paid his dues. He can do whatever he wants. He can do LeBron do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh. LeBron's one of the only dudes in the world who can say, I don't think there's like anybody more recognizable than me. I would know exactly if I saw LeBron James from 200 yards away, I think. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's the him, president. Yeah. Wow. That's for real. They're literally Other the most that, recognizable really, yeah. people in the whole world. Michael Jordan isn't even in anymore. There's kids who wouldn't know who Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was. That's insane to think. Full punk ass kids. Right. I'll promise you this. I because like obviously there are a lot of things that are always going to be up for debate. But I dare my kid to say somebody's better than Tom Brady one day. I'm being so serious, dude. Because the old there will never ever ever be another Tom Brady. I don't think yeah. football is such a demanding sport in terms of like discipline because you have to have you have to have 11 people on the same page yeah that's hard when if you're, and if you're the quarterback all the everyone else has to be willing to listen to you yeah you know I mean it's it's not just talent it's leadership yeah. it's like you have to be able to rally the guys around you to be able to play their best and to buy into that like oh if you're leading us we're gonna win yeah I don't think there will ever be somebody else like Tom Brady he's the most committed person ever for sure, I think. He's literally so dedicated to the game, to the craft. He also figured he figured it out not on his own. Obviously, he has, like, all the, like, you know, resources whatnot. But he quit lifting weights X amount of years ago. Like, he's been trying all these things out where most people are just like, okay, Doc, tell me what's best for my body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference between, like, using yourself as, like, a guinea pig. Yeah. And we're just being like, oh, I'm just going to trust what yeah. everyone's saying. You know what I mean? He, uh, he's been ahead of the curve for a while in terms of like trying to take care of his body and last as long as he could. I bet you whenever he was like 29 or 30, he was like, I think he knew forever. Do you think he, like, how do you know though? Because like when, when I was like 18, I remember thinking, I don't have to stretch. I don't have to do anything. But then, you know, you get to be like 23, 24 and you're like, oh yeah. Like I need to stretch now. Like, Do you think that he knew at 30 that his, like, body was going to sustain? Or if he just every year was like, shit, I feel I feel good again. Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, my hamstring hurts. Oh, this hurts. Yeah. But I mean, <coughs> he went through, like, you know, minor injuries and whatnot, yeah. but. <coughs> he takes care of himself, dude, so well. And it's just like, it takes, I'm trying to, it just takes discipline. Because whenever you hear people, whenever they retire and stuff, and sometimes people retire young or like they retire before they're like actually done and they're like I just don't like the grind anymore you know yeah. like I completed everything sure. I thought I was going to like practice was hard and like I didn't like studying the playbook and stuff and it's like Tom Brady gets high when he does that yeah he loves sitting there well, like that's what his wife was, says yeah. that's what everyone always says about him he's a junkie dude yeah, he's, like, obsessed with it. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I think he's the most obsessed athlete with our sport, like, ever, I think. I mean, we've all, we've met people who you play with, and you're like, no, like, I mean, Charles. Charles Midland, 
shout out. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's at Diego San, State. No, he's at San Francisco. San Francisco State. He's San Francisco University, I think. SFU or whatever. But you're, you're totally, you're definitely right. Yeah, he. But you know, you could, course. when you he it wasn't because he was trying to like prove that he was working harder than everyone. He just liked working harder working harder than everyone. everyone because he knew it paid off. Yeah. And like, what started paying off like for a little bit, he yeah. was like. I'm only ever ever gonna be as good as I make myself. Exactly. I mean, I see him smiling, doing a, a thousand jump ropes. You I'm like, dude, I mean? you, like, you're not in the gym to shoot. Yeah. You're in the gym to run the bleachers and to do jump rope and then shoot free throws yeah. and then leaving. It's like he enjoyed it. Yeah. That was just a yeah. mindset. That's the thing that whenever uh, Coach Smith used to like want to like work out with me and stuff like in the off season, we would do all this lame stuff like running and doing push ups and stuff, yeah. and I'm like. I don't like any of this. But he understands that, like, dude, I understand you like putting up jump shots, but you can put up jump shots whenever, and you really need to work on, like, oh, yeah. other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to work on strength and conditioning, yeah. and, like, that's what's actually going to make you a better basketball player. Yeah, and if you can learn to enjoy the stuff that sucks, then you're never going to be able to like it. Yeah. yeah, because it takes a perfect combination to become a professional athlete. Oh yeah. Listen to this stat though. I do. There's, uh, I think the odds of the a male person to become an NBA athlete is like point oh 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 like eight percent or something. Like it's super like astronomical. But if you're seven foot, the odds of you making the NBA is seventeen percent. It's like almost like one in every five seven footers who tries to make it makes it. I mean, it makes sense. People have become I mean uh, the Greek freak he yeah. had only played for like what like four years before he yeah wasn't it something like yeah, that yeah he like started playing when he was like Joel Embiid started playing his like sophomore year of high school yeah, he played soccer volleyball too yeah soccer and volleyball amazing at both it, but this is the thing it's like you know we don't know we're, we're over here in like the most I don't know how do I say it like not cultured but like like we're ahead of everybody. Yeah. Like I was just watching the X Games, and every single one of like the winners was like from Korea or like yeah. Japan or something yeah. because they're like almost ten years behind us when it comes to like trends and stuff like yeah. that. So skateboarding ten years ago was oh, like the probably shit yeah over right. Here. And nobody skateboarding. There's now, no money in skateboarding. Now, exactly. But like, and I mean, I'm not trying to sound like racist or anything, yeah. but like literally. I've never seen so many like Asian people playing winning skateboarding winning skateboarding yeah that's weird yeah it used to be all white people yeah used to I don't even know yeah it's crazy that's funny and if you look at uh, like I used to watch all the videos like Ronnie Mullins back in like Mm -hmm. 97 he would be over in like China and Japan trying to get skateboarding big and people were flocking because they'd never seen it before and it's like how Steph Curry and them go to China and stuff now exactly they're trying to build a a, a brand and it's going to take a little bit for it to catch up so like Maybe in a, a, I mean, I don't know. Like Canada's getting pretty good at basketball. Exactly, like they're, they're producing a lot of good basketball. But it players. took them like fifteen years. Yeah. yeah, but I'm telling you, eventually, I'm telling like, there's not a, like a LeBron James necessarily like somewhere else. But the Greek freak was from Greece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's these crazy athletes in every country in the world, and some of them are farmers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, they have mm-hmm. no way. They live in the middle of effing nowhere. Yeah. And they have no way to like the most ever like being the, and like yeah they're like they could probably go wrestle a wolf and win or something mm-hmm. and like they'll never ever make any exactly. money. But as basketball and all these sports become yeah. global and get to like these remote villages and stuff, 
Somebody's going to go and recruit one day over there and be like, wait, you don't play basketball? And he looks at the guy, and he's like six foot nine and jacked. Exactly. And he's like, wait, let me see you try and dunk this ball on a 10-foot yeah. goal. And he sees him, like, jump up, like, with no prior knowledge to it. Probably doesn't even yeah. know how to, like, properly, like, gather himself. He can't dribble and, just, like, sees him, like, jump up and be like, yeah. In a year, I can make you an NBA player. I mean, that's what, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ashim the Beat. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Jim Calhoun had, like, a hookup over there and he used to get a kid from Africa like every year that was 7 foot 6'11 raw jump up in, yeah. but by his senior year he was getting every rebound there was and, and could block the shot course, you know what I'm saying I mean? yeah dude that's the type of person you need dude yeah. that's literally but yeah there's crazy athletes around the whole world I think and now there's so many right athletes now. who have been found and made it yeah that, now that they're now that we're going to look around where there have been stuff exactly yeah, they're going to send man. people back to the, yeah That'd probably awesome. be a really fun job to recruit. I oh think. yeah, yeah. Dude, didn't you tell me a long time ago that you know the guy who started scouting Mike Trout? Yes, I Mike. will never ever forget about that yeah. dude because he's literally every time I say anything about him, all I think is "bah, go." Yes. He might be the best baseball player ever. Yeah, Greg Dead Mohart, ass. man. Greg Mohart. He's okay. the man. He was a legend. That he went to USC was like beast back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, he's a he was a scout for the angels mm-hmm. and he this is a story that I that I heard this is a legend story yeah that he hadn't signed nobody he wouldn't sign nobody because he's kind of a hard ass so he's, like, he's not ever really recommending anybody for yeah. the team to and, like like this guy is like yeah. good yeah and then basically he called uh, he called one of his guys after seeing Mike Trout play and he said you better you better sign this guy. He's the next Mickey Mantle. Yeah, and then he's I mean he got like a promotion after that or whatever. And I I think he's with another team now. Yeah, as a scout, I I, I should actually figure that out. Yeah, but yeah, no, he literally like hadn't hadn't given any Body input on him because yeah. he didn't think anybody was worth it. Yeah. He's not gonna put his name on the line. Yeah. And he's he's like this guy's the next Mickey Mantle. Like, you yeah, need to sign him immediately. That's great. And like that gave him so much recognition. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, Mike. Trout, not that he didn't already have it. Dude, but. he might be the best baseball player ever. I'm being so serious, dude. It's insane how good he is at everything. He's, he's so so. He's like, um, how do you put it? He's like not the LeBron James, but like he just looks like another. Sort of athlete out there, like LeBron sticks out. Yeah, LeBron, which looks LeBron James. James. You've never seen basketball before. Here's ten guys. Yeah, that was LeBron yeah, James. Without, without even without them even playing game. Yeah, you but just put a, If you watch five baseball games, yeah. if you watch everybody who plays baseball play five baseball games, yeah. it'll take you five games to look at Mike Trout and be like, he's way better than everybody yeah. else. He just looks at two though. Yeah, man. he's a freaking beast. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. How. So Bryce Hopper, Bryce Harper, and him both signed like crazy extensions this last year. But whose was whose was bigger though? Mike Trout's, Mike Trout's right by almost a hundred million. And people were like, "What the heck?" Blah blah. blah. And, and and people who know baseball were like, "Mike Trout's worth a hundred more million dollars than Bryce Harper, easily." That's literally that probably a bargain. Bryce Harper signed for three hundred million, and Mike Trout signed for like four hundred and forty million. The crazy thing about baseball Half a billion dollars. is that there's so many games, there's so much to put into like what makes somebody that much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't be a you know, half ass fan and yeah. say that we know what we're talking about yeah. because 
there's too many games. There's too much to look there's into. There's so you know much. What I mean, you and have it's to be such a, a like baseball a, fiend in order. Yeah, to, to understand. Yeah. Because literally, I'm telling you, hit streaks and cold streaks. There's yeah. so much mentality in it, and just thinking like the grit of the season and all the travel and stuff. And I don't know if this is right, but like the MLB has double headers, no? Or do they not do that? Because I, I feel like almost every you. league, I feel like sometimes I see that they have, I don't know, I could be way they wrong. They do series. I know they do a lot of series. I know series. The, it's almost all so series like exclusively. Back back, so. But, dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to Google it. Because I feel like sometimes I'll see some shit like they had a double header, which is really common in every level of baseball besides the MLB. Yeah. A, a double header, like, you know exactly what that means if you played baseball. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we played the same team back to back. And, like, one game we got whooped, and the next game we whooped their ass. Yeah. Or, like, we got whooped two times in a row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Remember when we had double header and the coach completely changed everything for the second game, yeah. off off of how the first game went. And he put Mike. He went from first to ninth after going like zero for three. He was he the best did. thing. No, it's it's so true. It shows he has no he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, we had a double header, and our boy Mike was the leadoff batter, and he, the whole season he, too. The whole season he switched him from first with our ninth guy because the dude who was hitting ninth some first had like his first hit. His first hit, and he was all pumped. Well, Mike went like four from like three for four the next game. Yeah. The other kid struck out like every time. So apparently, they don't do double headers anymore. The double headers like this in the same day though. So yeah, but it should be like back to back, or like a little bit of a break in between. Uh, Major League Baseball for decades, double headers were routinely scheduled several times each season. However, today a double header is generally the result of a prior game between the same two teams being postponed due to inclement weather or other factors. Yeah. So they still do it every once in a while, but it's only if, like, the game before it got rained out. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's a weird uh, anomaly to have in your sport. Like, two we play games. two games back-to-back. Two games in one day. Yeah. I mean, they do it in, like, AAU. But they, do, been, they do it but in middle school. Not, like, in middle school. They do it, like, all the time, like, in the levels of baseball you come up. Because it's kind of not that demanding of a sport, stamina-wise. Yeah, and you can... And it, the only person that would be like super fatigued is the pitcher you just have another pitcher change pitching next game yeah yeah. which is pitching is 100% everything in baseball I remember watching our baseball team in college just practice and I was like I picked the wrong sport so easy I mean I mean they do a lot of running a lot of lifting but but is it hard running dude is it like is it 30 30s or whatever it is yeah I couldn't imagine doing the running that you we had to do in high school basketball or baseball. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like yeah, run the fence post, run back and forth and a you couple could times. Be, but you could still be slow. Yeah. I remember that was the thing about baseball. Like yeah, you. I don't know. There's always there's always a chubby first baseman behind you that. Made or it even a chubby okay. third baseman. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. If you don't have to cover to the left of you rather than left and right now don't get me wrong you know what I'm saying baseball players do a lot more power they just hit, hit the weight way harder Dude, than and your, your hip torque stuff than man you must have such a flexibility and but but I'd rather I'd rather sit in the weight room than be running sprints all day when, and dude when you're on offense 89% of the time you're sitting in the dugout like this hey that's good and then every nine times you go out there to try to swing dude if you can play a sport with chewing tobacco in your mouth 
everybody doing it. Like, I'm just saying, imagine trying to play basketball. I mean, football you can, I guess. No. I mean, I know know people who are, like, on the line. That's kind of shady. But, I mean, baseball, you can literally sit there. That's how, like, little you have to run. You put... I couldn't put a dip in after uh, basketball no. practice. I'd throw no. up. Dude, that's that's funny. That's literally insane. But, yeah, yeah dude, there's almost... But it's not too easy, you know what I'm saying, dude? But it's... I'm not trying to play back-to-back basketball games. I mean, sometimes you do that kind of stuff, like in AAU tournaments, like... But that's still, dude, count, you know, it's, it's so... Trying to play, like, dude, by the game two, everybody's gassed. If you play, you know what I'm saying, dude, like, everybody's going to be super tired if you play a full basketball game and try to play one right after that. I mean, there's never, like, it's not like in states of state basketball tournaments, they yeah. ever have this in two yeah, games no. in one day. It's yeah. like, I mean, in tournaments. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's kind of different. Yeah. Whereas in baseball, I get, I get your point. I think I have triple header if they really wanted to. If it's, you had three, not, it's not physically demanding. No, dude. You, you don't ever have to continuously sprint. God, some baseball players would probably whoop our ass right now. Oh, yeah. Like this. Yeah. Whatever, man. Some of them understand. Some of them are like, yeah, yeah I can see why they say like soccer's harder or basketball's harder. I do have to put my mouth when I play. You know? Yeah. Seriously. It's like uh, a, you can play a full baseball game, and if it's cold outside, you won't break a sweat. Yeah. You strike out every time. <laughs> if you play in like elementary school or middle school, if you're in right field, you won't move the whole damn game. I hate it. I hate it. Right <laughs> my first, my very, very first high school baseball game. Put me in right field, you know, because I was good enough to to, to be play. Out there. Like, you can catch a ball. You can definitely play. catch every pop fly that but, comes to you. But I was, you know, I played infield. But you know, throw me in right field. Well, Stephen Gilmore's pitching. I mean, he was nice. He would have played that Gardner Webb, yeah. And so he was a lefty. So if someone's behind on the ball, it's just tailing your way. I'm making an excuse for myself. I just remember sitting out there. My brother's at second base, and the ball's coming towards me, and I just see it land straight in front of me. Yeah. Like I could. I just. I. You know. I, I just missed yeah. it. Man. I choked. Happens. And I fall to my knees and I look down at the ball and I look up and Zach's like, you fucking suck. And runs over and grabs the ball and runs to me. I don't even touch the ball. I'm so defeated. He picks the ball up, chucks it in. And I'm just sitting there on my knees in right field. Dude. I mean, I definitely didn't get a hit that game. I don't dude, even know. I mean, I mean, such I mean, a I mean, mental sport. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, okay. This is one of the funniest stories ever too. Okay. Um, it's my seventh grade year, and we're playing baseball. I just like I didn't play my sixth grade year, but I played baseball my whole life. But the seventh, my seventh grade year, I tried out for the baseball team and I made it. And this guy Robbie, who ended up being like one of my best friends, me and him weren't really friends at the time. And before our first game, before the first pitch of the game, he told me he was like, I was playing shortstop. I had been snapping in practice. Never made any errors, nothing, dude. He looked at me right, right before he went and started to pitch and said, yeah, you're going to make the error the first play. <laughs> he really didn't like me that much, you know what I'm no. saying? And I'm like, uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? First pitch, ball came right to me, went straight through my legs. And I'm telling you, after that, I averaged like four errors a game. 
It was so mental. Yeah, it was literally. I literally lost. I got defeated the first play of the season, and I never ever recovered. That was like the Bad News Bears team, right? Yeah, there. it was so funny. Me, you, and Robbie were actually because like, literally during that season, he went from the first game to not liking me. By the end of the season, we, we all had such a brotherhood from just sucking, and like we were literally three of the only players who would just be like. This fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, it was, like, funny to us how bad we were. And everybody else was so defeated. And we were like, I don't care. Like, we just suck. Like, it was... It definitely brought us all closer, man. Rob's threw a no-hitter, and we lost. And we lost. He had, like, two walks, and we had, like, four or five errors. Detrimental errors. Yeah. We lost. That same game, Sam, I will never forget, hit a, probably the best that he had all year. Rounds first. They throw the ball to second, could have slid and made it. Just walk straight into him, they tag him. We're all like, Sam, like, why didn't you? He just walks back, and he comes down and sits down next to us. We're like, Sam, why didn't you slide? He's like, I have my phone in my back pocket. I didn't know how Superman slide yet. I couldn't dive. <laughs> yeah. True story. He didn't expect he didn't expect to be put in that situation. Yeah, right? I thought I was like, dude, I literally hit the ball in the outfield, like to the outfield like three times the whole season. Like, it was always, like, I'd, I'd, like, hit it, like, through people, but it was always, like, a ground ball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. i get to first, and I'll just, like, chill. But, yeah. Could have had, like, Good a double, times. an easy double. Just walk straight into the guy. Yeah. It wasn't close. Yeah. There's also one time whenever I was already in a bad mental state. I had, like, walked, like, two people in a row. And then I balked. Like, I didn't know what I did was wrong, but I put my, the ball in the glove and then took it out and then put it back yeah, in. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude, that sucks. And I just, like, put my head down. And the, the ump or the catcher was like, yo, is he okay? <laughs> they had to ask, like, one of our players if I was good, dude. And I was, like, so defeated. <laughs> it was the same game that, like, it was like me, Robbie, and Sam would switch. It was like, one of us would be pitching, the other two would be at yeah. short in the second. Yeah. Well, none of us could pitch, so we just keep rotating. Yeah. And finally, it's Sam's turn to pitch because me and Robbie couldn't do it. And uh, I just remember Gordo, Sam's dad's like, Sam, you're up. And Sam's just like, Dad, please, no. <laughs> Yeah, I said, you had, I said you because did. you had like four errors. We I already, were I already was like having the worst game. Still and I said, pitch. please don't put me in. <laughs> and they were literally so nice that they let Robbie go back and pitch after he'd already pitched in the game and got taken out, which is completely against <laughs> the rules. <laughs> <laughs> They're like these three kids don't have enough to do, man. Put that guy back on yeah. <laughs> if he wants to pitch me. Like I'm telling you, even in rec league, I don't think like you do that. They don't let the pitcher you took out come back. No. Yeah, I know, I know you can't do that. Yeah, that was so funny. That was one of the funniest things that ever happened. Man. Did you know uh, Ish signed with, I think, the Wizards? Really? Yeah, for like two years, I think. I don't know. He's had a very good... He has a great story, career. man. Yeah. Literally undrafted to, like, journeyman. I mean, to, every single team he's played for has had nothing but good things to say about him. Literally, he's, like, like the when they ultimate him, professional. When they have to trade him, like, they're crying. And yeah, they're and they're literally, like, the thing is, is that he's, like, not nearly the best player on the team. He's always going to be the backup point guard. But every time a trade happens, if he's on the team you're trading with, you're like, yeah, and throwing ish. 
Yeah. Everybody always wants him whenever they get a trade package. It's like, true. yeah, we want Ish too. Yeah. Because he's such a good backup point guard, dude. Yeah. He literally, he's like, not like Tom Brady, obviously, like, talent-wise, but in terms of, like, being okay if this guy's in command of the offense and, like, wanting to play for him. I mean, four years ACC starting point guard, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a lot of leadership roles ever since he's been playing, you know. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. The crazy thing is, is that everyone thinks he can't shoot. You put him in a gym full of Division two guards, and he's the best shooter in the gym every time, ten times out of ten. And you it, put him in a room of Division one guards, he's probably the best shooter. Yeah, but he doesn't. He hasn't missed. I literally, whenever so during the lockout season of twenty twelve, was my sophomore year. The NBA had a lockout in a shortened season, and Ish Smith's dad was my JV coach. So Ish was, like, off because, like, when during the lockout, they don't practice. It was, like, a holdout. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. nothing for him to do besides be home in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so he was helping coach our JV team, and he used to come to the open gyms with, like, JV and varsity and stuff. And I tell you, this guy used to be not trying and making fadeaway threes from, like, three feet behind yeah. the high school line. It literally made me think. How good is like Steph Curry if he played against me right now? Because Ish hasn't missed once yet, yeah. and he's busting my ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he quote unquote can't can't shoot. shoot. Some of it's mental. Like the yeah, free throw, okay. he's improved his free throws a lot, yeah. but it's the free throw line's mental. mental. Definitely, free throws are all mental. It, but I always come back to like it's only mental because you're not quite there. Once you're there, it's not mental anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the same reason that like you know you could in. Uh, who used to say this? Uh, oh, Frank. He said in um, in high school he shot like ninety nine percent from the free throw line. College he shot like eighty seven. He's like, it's not that I became a worse free throw shooter. It's that like there is that mental. It's so hard. But remember. he only went down to an eighty seven. Yeah. Because he still knew he had it. Exactly. He was still a shooter. Eighty seven is crazy. Then you don't have that in literally in, instinct that's like I'm not gonna miss this. Yeah. Literally, eighty-seven percent is. If you don't understand basketball, like eighty-seven percent sounds like a B, B plus to you. Eighty-seven percent is automatic from the free throw line. Yeah. Literally, you're automatic, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, literally though, it's like it makes so much sense too because you don't become a worse free throw shooter. It's just the moment gets bigger and it weighs on you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And eighty-seven percent is an elite free throw shooter. You are literally one of the best, but you probably did shoot 99% in high school and you were that good in high school. You know what I'm saying? And we get to the NBA, it might go to 85%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the moment's a little bit bigger, so yeah. it wasn't a little bit more. But there's some people, dude, who rise in the moment and there's some people, dude, who are really good who super fold. And it's crazy to think that, like, I'm trying to think how can of, you fold? In the, how can you have the talent but fold in the moment? Think about the uh, players who get picked up and then they don't they don't quite make it. I think those are the people who just they. It's really hard to be a good player in a system you don't fit in, but if you're good enough, then the system will form around you. Yeah. So there's some players who have just been fortunate enough to be in the right system. They go to the right college, get in the right system, yeah. and then they get put around players who maybe they're not comfortable around and they fold. Yeah. Whereas, you know, players like KD, LeBron, the best, 
it don't matter where they go. Yeah. They, KD went and played yeah. with the reigning champions, and they formed around him still. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? um, it really is crazy how important mentality is. Because, you know, who had the worst mental stability, I think, ever of anybody I've ever known? Dwight Howard. No, I'm talking about people we actually know. You know, we, we don't even have to... I don't think he'll ever listen to this, dude, so I don't feel that bad for calling him out. And I want to say it, and you're going to be like... Okay. Yeah, he was definitely all in his head. There's actually two people. Nick from Slovenia. Yes. That's not number one. Number one is John Davidson. That was bad. Remember he threw that ball out of bounds in the, the fall league <clears throat> after the rebound, and he threw it to nobody? And it's like, dude... Why were you panicking? Because nobody was around you, and you just like got the rebound, and, like started freaking out, and threw the ball out of bounds. It was all it. It all started from the beginning when he first came in. He was wearing his Oak Hill jumpsuit That's that he clearly he had bought offline, but he told all of us he was maybe going to Oak Hill and not coming to us. And I was like, oh, well, he's like six seven, maybe, and then. You know, like in the in the fall league. Whenever, and remember, he's shooting by himself and nobody guarding him. You're like, okay, he looks pretty smooth. Like he makes like three out of five threes. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe. And then but this is just in the gym with nobody else in it. He looks like a good basketball player. And then we were in the fall league, and he just was. He just didn't. The worst look player good. on the court. He didn't look good. And then he hurt his foot that year, and never. Remember, he never he really came played. back. Yeah, he never played. He, but he hurt his like knee, and he started wearing a boot. Yeah, yeah, it was so. Was, I, remember, I remember one time Frankie saw him come nobody in. Nobody even said like, anything because we can all... just leave. Like you don't have to be here, dude. Yeah, that was crazy. This is, and we all used to hate on him, but the poor kid probably was like just like freaking his head out. so bad, dude. Damn, he probably just had like such bad anxiety. He probably like I'm telling you, there was one time in practice. Talk yourself up that much, yeah. man. What are you gonna? I do? think I may have been. I don't think I ever played with him. Maybe it was, was that my junior year? It must have been if he was there. Like, I yeah, because it was with, it was with Christian. Yeah. So literally, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. He never played in practice. Yeah, in practice, I'm telling you, I made one of the best passes I had ever made, like ever in my life. And the dude was wide open. Watched the layup. Like, and when I remember Frankie was just like, "What?" It was like a fast break thing too, and it was like. A, you could have dunked it, like, yeah. if you can, like, if you had any sort of confidence or athletic ability, you could, like, windmill it, because, yeah. like, he, he could dunk easily. Yeah. And he's, like, missed a layup, and it was, like, when we were, like, scrimmaging or something, and it was just, like, I remember, like, we had, like, extra players, I think it took about, like, right after that, he mm-hmm. was, like, I'm done with this dude, dude, like. And there's, and I understand that to, like, a certain extent, too, because I, I always got in my head and started playing worse, I think, whenever I started playing basketball, like, in high school and stuff. Yeah, you. But you didn't play for two years. So when you came back, yeah, you. If you had kept playing, then you wouldn't have been having to get back into things yeah. for a full half season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't know, man. It it is crazy though because. Yeah, I was like, I was telling my little nephew, like, everyone's gonna talk themselves up, talk everything up about their game. I'm like, uh, their game. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't even listen to it until you see that, like, either someone else talking about them, or it in writing. Because yeah. I don't believe. Like, yeah. If anybody says they're good, dude, I don't believe you. I heard much. people telling me, D1 looks forever. 
and it never happens. You know who somebody who's always like that too? Um, DJ. He told me he was getting recruited by UConn. UConn. I said, bro, I'm the biggest UConn fan that you'll ever meet. No, Don't tell not. me that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's? It's funny you mentioned that because there's been a somebody few told me people. he was involved in a murder in California, and he's in prison now. Really? Yeah. So Trey told me it was right near where he lives. I I looked it up. I couldn't find it. So I don't know. I do know that there's been like probably like five or six times within the past like five or six years that someone's brought up how he told them that he was going D1. And they're like, really? You know him? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, did he ever end up going play? And like, no, but he told me he was getting yeah. D1 looks. He supposed you to. Why would you, he he supposed his highlight video of three on three on the Y. Why would you want, why would you want that? I remember people used to ask me what looks I was getting and, and I was like, not really that much. Yeah. I was like, maybe D2 looks because why am I going to tell people I'm getting D1 looks when I'm and never, ever, ever going to even see a like, D1 coach yeah. face to face? You exactly. know what I mean? Like, what? What are you gonna do? Just say that it, everything fell through? It never yeah, really made no, sense I believe to me. that. Yeah, no, that's super funny. Yeah, he, and you uh, play with people like I mean, even like Wheat. He would have played D two. Both Wheats would have played yeah. D two. I know people telling me they had D one offers. I'm like, bro, no, I know you Andrew don't. I know, I know people who would whoop your ass right now, yeah. and they were yeah. a solid D two yeah. player. You, you know what's crazy about mentality is that your nephew Trey, who if you haven't. I mean, He's got you it. obviously don't know who I'm talking about, but look him up, Trey Benham. If you can find any highlights on him, I'm telling you the dude's an instant bucket. He's yeah. so he's so nasty. But I'm like six or seven years older than him, and I've seen him like grown up, you know, like grow up. Like I've known him since probably he was like four or five, and he came and played pickup basketball with us, and I was talking shit to him, and I'm telling you, I was getting in his head. I'd be like. Yeah, you're not going to score me this time. You know what I'm saying? He'd be coming in the ball of the court. He'd be laughing at me because obviously he knows he's way better than me. Yeah. But then he would get like past me. It'd be like a wild open jumper. Yeah. Brick. And I'm like, I started noticing. I was well, like, yeah. Because it's your little homie. He's exactly. Forever, and he, he, he thinks like, he's like even, oh, though, even though I'm better than Sam, like because yeah. he's like older than me and I had known him to always be older than me, mm-hmm. like a little part of me thinks that like this dude really can't check me. Yeah. Because like he checked me when, when I was like really, six, and he's really acting like he can. Yeah, and I literally I knew, dude. And there was one point at the very end of the game when he like it was like game point, and he yeah. like drove right past me and got a yeah. layup, which he could have done the whole game. But yeah. I'm telling you, he only had like two points, and he probably could have scored all fifteen. Yeah, but he missed like seven or eight easy shots that he would normally make. Like he would get by me and be like in the middle of the lane trying to do a floater, way to the left or something. I'm like, yeah, that was a horrible shot. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? I was talking so much trash to him, yeah. and like he was like laughing at me, but like. But still, you're like, you're like you know he's sick. trying, you know he wanted to score. And then, and so then the next time he tries harder and misses again, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I was like, keep giving him the ball. Like, this is a mismatch. And I'm like, bro, he's like a million times better than I've ever been at basketball. But I had the mental factor and I was yeah. just I was just using it. It's crazy. It makes me like, I, I want to play against That's why I always invite him because I always want to just talk trash to him and see if it still works. <laughs> Gotta test the theory yeah. out. It makes me like, it's so funny to me. But, dude. I mean, we used to play two on two against him and his his little cousin when yeah. they were like six and seven. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, Trey and Bailey beat me and you in two on two, and we were probably either freshmen in college I or think you were, senior year in high school or something like that. We were both in college. Yeah, I think sure. yeah, I think you were a sophomore and I was a freshman. You had just come back from UN, to UNCC yeah, from yeah. wherever you were at. Yep. And 
they beat us in your court, dude. And I was like, I don't want to play against them anymore. I Never remember, again. I remember we looked over each other like, <laughs> like you were Bro. you trying? I'm like, yeah. I was, I was I, sweating, we, dude. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that. That's somebody who didn't live up to their potential basketball-wise. Bailey should have just put his head down to the. He should have just put his nose to the dirt, bro, because he was so nasty. He, when he was like, 15. he's playing at a D three school somewhere, but he that's so underachieved. He could have. And like guess who? Six. Guess who told us about that? Like way before anybody else told us about it. Trey. Oh. He's, he's lazy, dude. He's like yeah. he never works out. Like he's yeah, he like, doesn't want to Because Trey, well, is he's, a, a, he's a hard worker. Yeah. He's so anybody rat. compared to him is lazy. That's the thing. But yeah. Because yeah, I remember he just talk about that. He'd be like, "Yeah, dude, like yeah, Bailey's no, no, good." No, no. He was, Bailey was way better than Trey at the point too. Oh, yeah. And we're like, I always always talk to Bailey up. Like, he's so nasty. He's yeah. like, dude doesn't work hard. Yeah, and he knew like Trey knew like in the back of his mind that yeah, hard work was gonna pay off eventually. Yeah, and I thought we worked hard too. We used to be up at six in the morning doing the two hundred series. That's the crazy thing, is that like. You see people who are really nice. I promise they put in crazy work. Crazy work, dude. Because I we put in crazy work and we were like, as we, we made ourselves. Good. You know what I'm saying? We made ourselves better than we were. Yeah. But like, people who make it, I'm telling you, anybody who's successful in whatever they do, like Jason and David, put in crazy hours in their business and yeah. crazy amounts of focus and time. Because, dude, you can't BS your way to like a six figure income. I don't think. I think you can BS your way through a lot of things in life. But I don't think I think it takes a lot of focus and energy and like yeah. productiveness. Not unless you get like some like crazy gift from somebody. Yeah, but I think I think it really takes like just like really really working hard oh, yeah. to get somewhere in life. Yeah, and like, people holding you accountable. Yeah, you know what dude. I mean. Like I don't know, we're young, dude. I still think we have like our best times ahead of us in terms of like career wise and just you know what I'm saying, dude. Because I. Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet, you know what I'm saying, to this day. Like, I still have no idea, yeah. dude. But I'm confident that, like, my worth ethic will get me somewhere, dude. Oh, when, exactly. Once I find something that I, like, I really get a niche for, yeah. I know that. It's just something that, like, dude, people who work hard and then you hear their story and you're like, yeah, you know, I do this. And they just sound busy. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you have to low-key be busy in order to, like, make things happen. For sure. Yeah. The, the only way you get past that is whenever you can get people to do your busy work for you right but that's not until you're and like then, 15 years yeah old. and then, then in your free time dude you're still doing proactive exactly. things to like further exactly. where you're at and i'm telling you dude people who are successful are always like oh yeah dude i've been reading they're this always doing and, something well, i was working now and then i went and went to this thing yeah. and it sounds like they're just like hanging out and having fun but they're always being it's productive true. dude it's not like they're just you're never surprised that. whenever somebody who's successful tells you how busy they are course dude you have to be busy to be successful I feel but like. it's like it's like you said even even if they're oh yeah i go to the gym and i work out and then you know i go to the coffee shop yeah and i do work there. they're checking emails but they're stuff doing too. stuff yeah. and then they're it's also so networking you know i know so yeah, many people dude. who it doesn't seem like they're doing anything but, yeah. but they make those rounds because yeah. they see those people that they need yeah, to see dude, and they make those yeah, dude, it's make. so crazy i literally every time i hear somebody who's successful i just start like saying what they do throughout their day i'm like dang man like they're pretty structured, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I get up and I like, I read and then I'll go on like a run and then maybe I'll do this and I check my emails and kind of like do the same thing every single day. And it's like, you had a pretty busy day, dude. Like sometimes I wake up and I don't do anything for like two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll just like sit there on my phone. Right, drive them crazy. Yeah, dude. They're always making themselves better. I feel like. 
sometimes whenever I talk in this podcast, dude, I start motivating myself to be a better yeah. person, and then like, I don't know, I gotta find more motivation too. You know, yeah. it's like I gotta get something else besides hearing myself talk about it to, because I'm it's just baby steps, man. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. And sometimes I listen to it back again, and I'm like, why aren't you still taking the advice, dude? Obviously, you know that you need to take this advice, and you still don't take it. Like, I think on, like, two or three podcasts, I've talked about stretching for my back because I've had, like, a pretty still, bad back. And I still don't stretch, dude. And I know if I stretched every single morning for, like, 15 to 20 minutes, which isn't even that hard. Like, whenever I wake up, I don't do anything for the first, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I sit on my phone and do stuff. I just stretched. I bet you I'd be, like, 5% happier with my life. I feel more energized. I don't have clearer thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I feel like and I don't have to do it, dude. It's Hopefully like, today's the last day I don't. Good man, I'm, I'm glad that we can make that step. In that <laughs> right, dude, I'm telling I you. I mean, it's like it's like drink. They say like you know, oh, you're probably just dehydrated. Oh, you're probably just dehydrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then you drink three cups of water, and you're like, holy shit, I actually feel I a actually lot feel better. A lot better. It's like yeah. you know, it's like when you eat breakfast. I remember my mom used to always make me eat breakfast. Yeah. Well, I stopped eating breakfast, and I started feeling like shit, dude. And then I started eating breakfast, I stopped yeah. feeling like shit. Dude, it's weird. It's how so those crazy. Work. And exactly, it's like. <laughs> There's been so many times in my life just come where after just you get so numb to how you feel and then like everything and stuff. But I'll be in like a, not a funk, but like low key a funk for like five or six months. And then one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, "This isn't how somebody's supposed to feel like physically." You know what I'm saying? Like my back hurts all the time. I'm always fucking tired. Like I always want to be taking a nap. You know what I'm saying? Or like. I feel so exhausted doing like basic things. Like yeah. I don't think it's like depression, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not gonna go brush my teeth because I don't want to get yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? I didn't brush my teeth yesterday at all. And I'm like, I know that I'm like 40 hours in and I'm not brushing my teeth, and I just don't care because I'm just like, I feel so exhausted sometimes. And it's like after like five or six months, and then I'll be like, I've been eating so bad. I never drink water, and then like I'll start making like tiny little steps, and I'll be like. I feel so much better. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I feel so. I feel like I have so much more energy. I feel like I, if, if you need me to go do something, I'll do it with a smile on my face rather than being like... <sighs> and that's it half the time. Everyone's like, I've been so anxious lately. My anxiety's through the roof. My yeah. depression is through the roof. Listen, those things exist, but... Take care of yourself. If you're, if you're taking care of yourself physically and you're still like that, then maybe... Yeah, you then we should talk. But, I mean... what. What's your last week look like? Yeah. You know? Exactly, you know, dude. What have you been eating? Yeah. Like, how, how often do you eat fried foods and drink soda and then get drunk at night? You know what I'm saying, dude? And don't drink any water yeah. ever. You're like, no, you never drink... I, I, dude, there's been weeks when I haven't had a glass of water. That's sick. It's disgusting, dude. It's, like, so bad for you to do that. Like, yeah, there's water and, like, all these things yeah. that I'm drinking. Like, I'm staying Kinda. hydrated. Yeah, dude. But you ever drink a soda and drink, like, five back-to-back because, yeah. like, it just makes you more and more thirsty? Like, you never feel satisfied. And, uh, yeah, I've been so malnourished sometimes. I'm telling you, as soon as I start taking multivitamins and taking care of myself, now they got pregnant. What's that mean? As soon as I got healthy, I think my body got healthy enough to, like, produce a baby. But I think before, I was so... It just, you just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to happen. It was like, yeah, like, you're like, I bet you my sperm count was low. I bet you, like, literally there was no way we were going to have a kid. And, like, I'm telling you... Two weeks into like drinking water and taking multivitamins, so no water, no multivitamins. Got it. Yeah, right. That's the way. That's the new condo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Honestly, I'm not going to say that if you're not healthy, it would make sense that like it does kind of make sense. It would make sense if you're not healthy, and now that wasn't that healthy, we both start taking multivitamins. But like, if you're not healthy, and like all this stuff. I don't think there's a high chance of you becoming pregnant because, yeah. like, your body's not going to, like, be going through the necessary processes to, like, impregnate. Yeah, it's going to be, like, wasting energy here trying to recover from this and, you know, and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. But as soon as we got healthy, pregnant. Stop shooting blanks. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what, like, it literally, that's exactly how it happened. And it's just, like, taking care of yourself, I know. I'm telling you right now, I probably feel about... 20% as good as somebody who's like super healthy yeah. if they feel like I did they probably feel like they were like sick you know what I'm saying yeah. they were like, like dude like this is how your back feels all the time yeah. and like this is how you're like you cough a lot and like you know what I'm saying like Jason and David they'd be disgusted with the they would literally feel like they couldn't <laughs> move right now from how like unhealthy my body is yeah. they would like feel so constipated I'm telling you like I, like I I'm not healthy at all I know I'm not I think that's I think that's kind of God's way of showing us what's going down. If you if you can't take a solid shit, it's on you, brother. Exactly. You know For real. You need to change the decision. Look, I mean fucking animals don't even have to wipe themselves. Yeah. Why do you think we do? They can be over here. Yeah. That's funny. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. No, dude, I literally I wanna drink so much water. I need to. I know it's so important. I just can't convince myself to do it past, like, just knowing about it. I don't start thinking about drinking water until it's, like, kind of later in the day. And I'm like, do I want to be, like, having to piss three times tonight? You know what I mean? Because I'm the yeah. type of person. I fall asleep. I wake up, have to piss. There's no going back to sleep until you just get up and take care of that. Yeah. I can't, I can't will myself back to sleep. Yeah. So I guess I'd just rather be unhealthy than Yeah, <laughs> right, you're right. But I'm, I'm telling you, if you drink water all day, every day, I bet you you'd only pee, like, two or three times a day. Because you wouldn't want to, like, you wouldn't be always, like, pushing things out of your body, like, toxins out of your body and stuff. I bet you would take, like, one or two solid shits and, like, one or two, like, really good pisses. Unless you were, like, just, like, over-drinking. But I bet your body would be functioning. Yeah, get used like, to it. Yeah, super efficiently. Dude, you ever heard of intermittent fasting? Yes, but I don't know what it okay, is. Okay, so it's never... It doesn't matter what time of day you eat or really necessarily what you eat. It's just, okay, let me rephrase all this stuff because it does matter what time of day you eat. You're supposed to eat within an eight-hour span okay, and then for 16 hours not eat. And so if you eat at one, okay. you eat from one to nine. If you start eating so you at can eight, pick. yeah. So it's pretty much whenever you start eating, eight hours later you quit eating. Okay. And water is the only thing that doesn't count. So if you drink water first thing in the morning, it doesn't count as starting your clock. It's like apparently your internal clock, whenever you first digest food, your body does it at an efficient level for eight hours. That's what people say, like, don't eat late because, like, your body doesn't digest it well. After eight hours of digesting food, your body starts shutting down. And if you keep eating, your body's not going to take in the nutrients and do everything nearly as well, you know? So that's the idea behind intermittent fasting and... Uh, when they did it with rats, so they tested it with rats, and they let the rats eat sugar and fat, like the two worst things for you. Yeah. Whenever they wanted, all day, every day, they just like left like mm-hmm. bowls of like sugary and fatty things for them, and like a bunch of them started developing diabetes and like pancreas problems, and a bunch of them overweight, 
and they gave them the exact same diet, but just constricted it within eight hours. Yeah. None of them gained any weight, and nothing wrong was with any of them. So you can eat whatever the hell I've done it. I've done it to where, and whenever I started doing intermittent fasting, I wanted to test it. No, I wanted to test it. Nate, I would know like, dang, in an hour I can't eat anymore. So I would eat a ton of food, like and like not even like good food. I never. I literally was trying to see if I could eat bad food and and still feel good and not gain weight. Works. How long did you do it? Like two weeks, and then Camila was born, and I've really been like trying to get it like back into schedule. But I'm telling you, I used to, like, eat, and then I'd be full, and I know I couldn't eat again in, like, two hours, so I'd try to eat some more so I wouldn't be hungry later. So what hours did you do? So whenever, just whenever I, probably, like, around 11 or 12 is when I would start eating. Yeah. So I'd do 11 to 7 or 12 to 8. And you just can't eat it? Anything after. After 8 o'clock, I'm telling you, not a tortilla chip, not nothing. Nope. Just water. I think I'd go crazy, man. Dude. I'm telling you, I would eat so much, and I would never, ever feel too full to do anything. You know what I'm saying? How sometimes you're like, oh, and when you get up from eating, you're like, oh, I'm so full right now. Yeah. Like, I ate so much. I could eat so much and be like, we can go play basketball right now. And then I would look at the clock and be like, oh, man, I got to eat because I can't eat later. And I would eat a lot again. And I always felt fine. your body would take care of it. Yeah. Like, like, it was weird, day. dude. Yeah. It was weird. I really... I'm a big, like, proponent of intermittent fasting. Hmm. I, I really want to start getting back into it. I think you should try it, dude. Give it, like, might. a week. Might give it, it might give it a little test run. Yeah. And apparently... Listen to this. If they gave the rats two cheat days, they were still fine. Might go to sleep earlier, honestly. Yeah. Stop eating. Yeah. If, uh... Probably not, but... But they really... They, they gave the rats two cheat days... So five days a week they did it, and seven days they didn't, and they were fine. And it's literally that's literally like perfect. Like God made it to where like, if you do this Monday through Friday, or like Sunday through Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday you want to go out and like drink and eat really late and stuff, it'll be perfectly fine. You do the other five like days. That. You do the, you do it the other five days. Yeah. You'll be straight. You can you can rest or do whatever. Yeah, you, you do whatever you want. It's literally so weird how like literally they say yeah if you do it like, it doesn't matter which two days you don't do it back to back days just two days during the week same exact results. Seems, it it gives you a break from true. it because like dude it's like what do you mean you can eat anything? That's the thing that's tripping me out. Anything. So like mate. so like I can just eat chocolate cake all day. Literally like if you eat pizza and you eat bacon cheese fries and you're like oh that cake looks good I want some cake too you're not gonna feel like you have to take the worst dump ever after. Yeah, that's. that's it's ultimately what I was getting around yeah. to. It's so weird, dude. I felt so healthy. All my stools, like, I felt I had energy. Wow. I was more focused. It's weird, dude. That's crazy. You didn't happen to hold on to a stool sample. I can take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> dude, that is nuts. I, I really kind of want to Joe wrote, okay, you know GSP, right? Uh-huh. It's the USC fighter, Joe yeah, St. Pierre. Yeah, yeah. He said, as is after he retired, he said, I started doing intermittent fasting. He's like, I eat healthy, but I don't watch what I eat. Like, if there's, like, a dessert there and it looks good, I eat it. Like, I never, ever watch what I eat. But I try to eat healthy, too, because, like, I think healthy food is better for your body and it tastes better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't I don't like junk food. I do, food. too, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm stronger. I have more energy. And he's like, how do you know that? He's like, I do the exact same training that I used to do, and I can do more weight. And I can do it for he's longer. Older. And I'm older. And I'm out of it. But now that I do intermittent fasting... Oh, he didn't do it when he used no. to. No, and he said after he retired, he's like, yeah, I feel uh, way better than I used to. And he was already a professional athlete. You should listen and talk about it. You should look up GSP intermittent fasting. It'll motivate you to want to do it. 
It's on the Joe Rogan? Yeah, or... it's on Joe Rogan's podcast. And you can just look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Only look at the little segment where they talk about intermittent fasting. Oh, it's like 10 minutes long, dude. Yeah, and it's like, literally, it's so good. Yeah, because I'm really into being able to eat whatever you want. Dude, it's, it's literally, it's perfect. It's I, still have, I don't have the budget to have to go out and be like, oh, I need to eat right before I go to work. Yeah. Right. And then go yeah. to some place for like a fifteen dollar. Yeah. Meal. No, dude. It's literally Yeah. So uh Yeah, you just cook at home. Yeah, right. I don't ever I literally buy groceries and don't cook them. Don't yeah. mind. It's it's such a bad habit. Yeah. That's why I like getting like cans of stuff or like pasta, like stuff that's like yeah. has a really long shelf life because like you don't have to commit to I cooking love, it right then. I love having a pasta in the fridge. Yeah. Anything that you can just like heat up, yeah, it's not something that's easy to make. Yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, I ate some Chef Boyardee the other day, and it did not settle well. And honestly, I I can't believe I have something negative to say about Chef Boyardee. But I don't. That's the homie, man. Yeah. That used to be the go-to. But that makes me think it can go bad. Yeah, canned oh, yeah, goods probably. can go bad. Yeah, of course, they can go bad, dude. But like, not really. This one went bad, dude. Think about it. Really think about it. There's meat in there, like supposedly. That's my point. But, 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 they, but they, but they, but they say we'll take canned goods of these kids over. In oh, Africa, oh yeah, you know, like they're supposed to last forever. Yeah, I bet you like beans last longer than Chef Boyardee. I didn't look at the expert. <laughs> so, oh man, well, dude, I really think this is a good point to end it. Hell it's yeah, been, man. Yeah, it's been really great talking. I'm it's sure I'll over an hour, dude. And we should. I'm about to just show you this GSP video. All right, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks again for tuning in to the Real Ish Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore pod for news about episodes and for relatable content. Until next time, guys.